Welcome to BitFaced. Normally this time of year, Tyler and I would sit down with a couple friends and talk about a week's worth of E3 press conferences. Well, thanks to the wonderful coronavirus and the rest of the nation falling apart around us, the press conferences are not going to be in one week. In fact, as you guys know, there's not even an E3 this year. Sony is the first one that has thrown their hat down with their new console, which we found out today will be coming out this year. A lot of rumors surrounding the fact they would have to wait due to supply chain issues. They're good there. And I have to say, Tyler, Sony came out swinging today. And do you miss the 14 minute of pan flute solo and next on the stage to talk about their game? Or would you rather have what we got today, which was an hour and 18 minutes of nothing but straight trailers, a little bit of talking, but not like people giving full 30 minute speeches about their game and then showing five minutes. You got like, hey, I work at this studio and I made Hitman 3. Oh, oops, that's coming. But (laughs) what do you prefer, man? (laughs) Do you prefer what we normally get, a big stage presentation or something more similar to what Nintendo does, hits you with the information and hits you with the trailers. I think the only time that I really honestly got a lot more out of the big stage presentation was Sony's big orchestra performance. And beyond that, though, I agree with you entirely. I don't need someone to sit there and tell me about or fumble about a conversation about their game for 30 minutes before I I see nothing, right? I'll never forget the year that EA had two people playing an RTS on their mobile devices for literally 15 minutes of their presentation. I think splitting everything up like this doesn't give me as much overkill. E3 is tiring, man. After a week of watching conferences, I don't know about you, but I'm not sick of video games, but I'm sick of all the new shit I have to learn, if that makes sense. I feel like I got an hour of awesome stuff today, a lot of stuff I expected, but also a lot of stuff I did not expect at all. What was very unexpected for me was how the show opened. Because when you show that Rockstar Games logo, I go to Grand Theft Auto 6. Yeah, and that's what I thought we were going to get. I go to Red Dead Redemption 3. I go to Bully 2. I think, oh, wow. Sony is just going to throw a haymaker with their first punch. But then it was Grand Theft Auto V, and everyone on PlayStation gets it for free, and there's going to be some exclusive content for a game that came out six years ago. In 2021, the exclusive content isn't even coming out this year with the console. Right. You don't even get it until next year. I thought it was a very weird way to open I kind of forgot that they even did that, honestly, because the way that they opened right after that was insane. (laughs) Go ahead. All right. I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, Grand Theft Auto V, what the hell was that? And then flashes, boom, Miles Morales in his spider suit getting torn up by some lightning And then it goes into it and it like flashes into the gameplay and it is like enhanced Spider-Man PS4 and it's miles. Like it's everything that I wanted from the PS4 game. I thought it looked incredible. Very smart move. 
to use Miles Morales as the main character, let's be fair. I'm old. You're older. Miles is this generation's Spider-Man. They know Peter Parker, and I think they respect Peter Parker. Maybe they don't. But Miles is what the kids want to play. And so I think that's very smart. The other smart thing, they didn't come right out and say this, but it said holiday 2020, which makes me think it's a launch title. Yeah, I forget which game it was. One of them said January 2021, but I do believe that was Hitman 3. Okay, yeah, okay. (laughs) Since we're there, you know. That that came much later in the show. I'm I'm sorry that I, I blew that. I know we said we were going to kind of go in order here. It's okay. I do want to say on this real quick, I think it's just a mock-up that someone did, but they did a mock-up of a Miles Morales black with red instead of the white PS5 console. And if that's an actual special edition that they launch, I will be grabbing that if I can. I think what you're running into is the same thing I see every day. Someone puts out an xbox and i'm like holy shit is that oh no it's just photoshop yeah however they make it and it it probably is but i mean they've done special edition consoles for every you know ps3 ps4 why not ps5 since you mentioned it within a couple hours of the console being shown we've already got a post on bitface from my good bud John Norwood making fun of how the console looks. It didn't take long at all. <laughs> and let's be fair. If you stand your PS4 up and put a three ring binder around it, that's kind of what the system looks like. It looks like a, a router. Does it not? Let, let's be fair. Yeah. It looks like a large, like gateway, like a router, a modem router combo for sure. The controller looks awesome. Let me ask you, Tyler. And this is also for the audience's benefit. What does haptic feedback on the controller mean? So uh, as far as I'm aware, you know, it's kind of like rumble controls, but it's going to be a lot more specific to like where, like if you get hit on one side, it's only going to like vibrate on that specific side and in those areas. So from my understanding, that's what it is. Now, I would have to do a little more research. I'm sorry that I hit you with that question unexpectedly. I just figured if anybody knows what... Because I I thought the same thing you did, but I figured yeah. you would have a much better way of explaining it. I guess I was wrong. Yeah. Well, that's that's what they call those vests for VR, haptic feedback vests. So that's what leads me to believe that's what the technology is going to do for us. What did you think of how the console looked before we get back to the games? I'm disappointed that it's also vertical. I, I was I really don't... hoping Sony would would stay with a flat unit, like the pictures I've seen. You know, the one where they're cooking the pizza in the middle of it? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm disappointed that all my consoles are going to stand up this next generation because technically the Switch kind of does too. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't know that I'll have space for it to be anywhere. I need a whole new entertainment center at this point. Uh, but it kind of looks like you know, like an Alienware desktop, like if they were going for a very PC vibe because they threw in ray tracing and like 4K and all these really cool features, if they were going for this has the power of any PC you could buy right now, then they kind of got that vibe, that feel to it. Do you think both concerts are vertical because of cooling issues or concerns? I could definitely see that. There's 
always been, you know, people will mention don't set anything on top of your consoles because your consoles will overheat. And it's true. And, you know, you could set games or anything and you could melt game cases in the past. So in my opinion, it allows for more fans, like just like a desktop does compared to a laptop. And it allows you to kind of control the airflow through the system. So back to the games after an excellent Spider-Man trailer. And also the first time during it that I realized, oh, there's not going to be an audience ripping and cheering after every <laughs> game reveal. It's just me sitting in my living room by myself watching this. We got what I think was kind of a shot fired at Microsoft, Gran Turismo 7. And I say a shot fired because Microsoft often opens their conferences with a Forza trailer. One of the first two is normally, here's the new Forza Horizon, here's the new Forza 7 or Forza 8 is what it will be. Honestly, I wouldn't say I'm a Turismo hater. I thought the last three games have been very subpar compared to my racing options on the Xbox. However, GT7 looked pretty cool, and I, I'll play it. I'm at least interested to see what more they do with the whole city, like if there's different race modes in the campaigns, if they go back to allowing you to unlock licensing and like different things like that like if they add in more i don't know rally racing would be something that i would love to see a huge comeback in the gran turismo and i remember turismo had a lot of that stuff in the past one of my big complaints about gt4 was just there wasn't a lot to do compared to what gt3 had offered before i hope they go that direction as well when they did show the end game map it looked very similar to Forza, and I say that with the highest level of compliment to how the social system will work, meeting your friends and racing. The new controller looks like it'll be very good with a console racing title. So I'm excited for that, but not as excited as I am for Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, which looked insanely good. Would you compare it to like Ratchet & Clank meets Portal? Because you can, like, go into another world and then pop out behind enemies is what I saw. I saw a lot of amazing graphical changes in a short section of time, which, if done properly in the game, is going to be amazing. The gameplay still looked the same. A bunch of crazy weapons, dodging left and right, cartoon villains. They had the the rail boots, whatever they call them, the sliding. It looked like a Ratchet & Clank game. I don't think they're breaking the mold there, but where they are innovating – is how you're able to move through the levels and actually through the space of the game. So what I'm curious about is if it's going to be very on rails, very like uh, sequential, because they did have, they had like the yellow like portals where you could like jump through them and stay in the same level, like you said. And then they had like the purple portals, which always seemed to lead to a new dimension. And they showed a lot of different areas leading me to believe that it's probably going to be a very large Ratchet and Clank game with a lot of diversity and villains and like just scenery and everything. Good. And they've never really done an on rails game before in the series. I would say the first game in the series was pretty simple and contained. After that, you were always encouraged to at least go back to the planets or go back to the levels to find hidden items and parts for your ship. I don't really see them going away from that. And when they remade Ratchet and Clank a few years ago, Insomniac put those aspects into the first game, which it was a remake of. I 
think we're going to get an amazing title from Ratchet and Clank. In fact, Spider-Man and Ratchet and Clank, that sells the console for me. Yeah, absolutely. Spider-Man itself almost sold the console for me. So I think Spider-Man's going to sell the console for a lot of kids. I think Spider-Man on the PS4, if I remember correctly, is one of the highest selling titles on the PS4. It's definitely top 10. Oh, definitely. So and Insomniac makes great games. Amazing That's games. What it, what it boils down to. I'm not really going to dwell on some of these, Tyler. I will mention Returnal. Have you ever seen a game where you play as a 50-year-old woman? No, and the ideology like behind it looked a lot like uh, the Tom Cruise movie, uh, Live, Die, Repeat, I think it was. Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, Edge of Tomorrow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they renamed it Live, Die, Repeat somewhere. You're, yeah. you're correct. That is also okay. the title of that movie. When it I came it, out here, it was called Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, and Edge of Tomorrow, I think, is also what it was. So it's like based off of a Japanese like uh, graphic novel, and it, that's Edge of Tomorrow. But I think for some reason they renamed it in America for marketing purposes or something. <laughs> so that looked interesting. I was very happy to see Sackboy. I was not as happy to realize it was a platformer. Four-player co-op platformer is what it looked like. It looked okay. I was really hoping for a new Little Big Planet title, especially now that Mario Maker has become so popular. I'm not sure that I agree with your opinion here, because when I saw it, I was like, oh, okay, another Little Big Planet. And then when it went 3D, I was like, oh shit, they're going to do a Mario 3D, like a Mario 64, and they're going to step into that world. And I want to see where that goes. You make a fair point. I'm going to play it regardless. You know that I'm a sucker for that style of game. Oh, I just figured that that would be a, another great title that Sony could bank on. Like, hey, remember Little Big Planet? You love that shit. Here's one that looks amazing on our new console. Yeah. Destruction All Stars was shown next, which you and I discussed looks like Rocket League meets Burnout. In a Fortnite environment? Yeah. It's it's a weird, like, Battle Royale destruction derby. <laughs> like, it's got that goofy, vibrant vibe where, like, you know, people are... It looks like you'll probably have all sorts of, you know, things that you can buy as far as, like, skins and this and that. But it looks interesting because I love Burnout. I know that you and I have always talked about Burnout 3 Takedown being one of our favorites. And... I totally want to just mash up some cars. I miss Burnout. I miss oh, yeah. it like I miss a good skateboarding game. <laughs> I really do. I, I love that style of game. So that got my attention. The next trailer they showed, I wasn't as down with, but you were. So talk to me a little bit about Kina. Yeah. Kina, to me, was probably one of the things that struck me the most. Something that I think was you know, there's more that is coming in a little bit that was my favorite. But as far as like outside of that, this was the newest IP that looked like something interesting to me. It brings in a lot of I'm a huge fan of like Japanese culture and art, as you know, and it brings in a lot of those aspects. And then it adds in like, you know, mysticism and it gives it a little bit of a Breath of the Wild vibe. And it just looks like a very good storytelling action role-playing game. 
I thought it looked good. It wouldn't if I had to name my top five of the show, might not have made that, but it might have made my ten. Yeah, there's a couple here. I'm just gonna straight leave <laughs> off. Well, like you and I both agreed, goodbye volcano high. Probably not for us. No. I don't know if anyone's been clamoring for a new Oddworld game. I was never a fan of the series at all, but I know you were, correct? I was. It was it was fun, but I also I didn't think we were ever going to get any kind of remake or sequel or new version. I was like, "Ah, it's 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 good where it's at." So, I'm curious to see if we get more information on it. It looks different than some of the other ones that you've played in the past but it could still be interesting i heard a lot of hype today around ghostwire tokyo i have no idea what that is is that an established series i'm just not aware of no i'm pretty sure it's a new ip it's uh it's all so it's based obviously in tokyo and it's a person who can communicate from what i gather with spirit who can see and communicate and fight against like spirits in tokyo uh what was interesting to me is the gameplay looks like there was no additional like living creatures or interactivity so is it like you're in tokyo and everything's dead or (laughs) or you're dead or i'm not really sure what's going on there it looked interesting so did jet and godfall the new gearbox shooter I ruined it earlier, but the Hitman 3 trailer looked great. And we also got to see some gameplay in Mumbai where he's on top of a building. It looked it looked really cool. If you guys are a fan of the Hitman series, you're going to pick it up. And I'm assuming, too, that Hitman 3, like a couple of the games we've mentioned, is not going to be Sony exclusive. Totally. They did not say anything about exclusivity at all during this uh like microsoft almost every year says xbox exclusive or coming first to the xbox one there was nothing in fact a lot of these didn't even have dates right i think i think that's they're trying to get hype to pre-sell but i'm wondering if they're kind of leaving off dates you know you never want people to rush games that's how we end up with you know crap but you never want people to delay games all the way to like duke nukem forever (laughs) (laughs) sometimes they get delayed to the point they don't exist like or they don't come out i should say they still exist obviously but they we don't get to play them starcraft ghost anyone Uh, yeah i remember that (laughs) the next one that i had kind of of note before little devil inside i'm gonna have to ask doug about because i think it's a vr game or this character's from vr i want to say it's Astro something, right? Uh, Astro's Playroom. Yeah. It's Astrobot, though. Astrobot is the name of the VR game that I played at Doug's house. I'm pretty sure this is a sequel to that. So I would assume it's a virtual reality game, but we did not see any VR. And in fact, at the end of the show, when they showed the console standing next to the access- uh, the accessories, there was no VR headset sitting there. There was a control charger. There was like a home remote, which I was like, yeah, you're not going to sell me that for 30 bucks. They didn't show they showed the two versions of the console, one without a disk drive, but no virtuality. So I don't know whether that's a VR title or not. Yeah, I'm not sure if we're I don't know that the PS VR sold well enough for them to make it 
like a big endeavor. Like I think if we're still going to have to wait like another console generation for everyone to think that consoles can handle it in the same way that a PC can, uh, because people are out here spending, you know, 2000 plus dollars on PC rigs and then buying like a $600 VR rig. And so it's crazy to me. It's not for me, but I do want to try the new Half-Life Alex that came out. <laughs> so I've heard it's really good. In fact, one of the game journalists I really respect put that side by side with Doom Eternal as his game of the year so oh, far. Wow. So I've heard good things. It's good to hear. Now we're really going to get into the meat, if you will. They open really big. We got to see a lot of titles we've never heard of before. And then we got to see a title that's been rumored for a very, very long time. It is going to be a PS5 exclusive. When this game came out, no one played it. I don't care what you say. Tyler played it. I believe him. But no one else played it. It would consistently have one copy at any game store I went to. But it birthed the most influential gaming series of the past generation. We are getting a full-fledged remake of Demon Souls. Oh, gosh. You kept telling me, you're like, wait, wait until right after this one. Wait until right after. And then it, like, started, and it, like, opens up. And like I told you earlier, I thought it was going to be Horizon because it's, like, a big mountainous area. And they even swap swap it over to the snow. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's totally Horizon. And then... (laughs) I started recognizing characters and bosses and areas. I played Demon Souls, as you know, within the last three years and finished yeah. it. I finished it after the first three Dark Souls game. One thing I'm looking forward to is I played Demon Souls so late, there were no servers. Right. So I had I had to solo the whole game. If I'm able to summon friends, which I've heard that you are that's going to really make for an amazing experience for me getting to play something that I had to slog through by myself, dude, and use every exploit and trick. Cause that's not an easy game. I will argue that it's as hard as the dark souls games. Oh yeah. I, I think so. I just got one shot so many times that game by so many different like characters. I think if it is, you know, I'm getting it and you can summon the shit out of me. (laughs) I'm excited to play it. I'm excited to play it with updated graphics. I think the healing system in Demon's Souls is it's easier than the Estus Flask. Yeah, it's a lot. You can grind a little bit more in Demon's Souls. I'm totally stoked for that. And then Bethesda's Death Loop looks like Looper. Yeah. But it looked like a single player game, right? I couldn't tell. That's that's the weird part is like it looks like a single player game all the way until the very end where they show you swap into the view of the other assassin. And then I wonder if you it's like a two player like co-op story versus (laughs) that would make for one really interesting game. It looked killer. The the imagery in the game, the aesthetics of the game looked awesome. Basically, you have to kill all these people before midnight, and you have to figure out a way to do it. So kind of, what is that Zelda game? Damn it. Majora's Mask, very Majora's Mask-esque. I thought it looked good, and I like Bethesda as a studio. It gave me really uh, 
I can't remember the name of the movies. Uh, very like slaughterhouse or like grindhouse. Grindhouse, yeah, grindhouse vibes with the way that they did the trailer. I'm glad. I was like, I know Eric will know this. <laughs> and then we got what I thought was a trailer for Silent Hill. Ended up being a trailer for Resident Evil 8 with it, werewolves. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I how how do you feel about like after five, how do you feel about like six and seven in the series? Like I think six sorry, I thought six was a giant pile of shit when I first played it. Mac and I have gone back actually last year and played through it again co-op. And we enjoyed it a lot more. Seven, I loved. Yeah. Seven was back to the horror roots. And the first time I ever got to see Seven, I got to see Doug play it in VR. And I got to watch him scream like a little girl. And it was <laughs> awesome. So I bought it when I got home and played it normally. And I really liked that one. Eight looks different. It looks more like RE4, but yeah. with werewolves. And, I mean, I dig werewolves. like, And I dig RE4, so... I remember playing RE4 with the chainsaw controller. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, I bet you can get a pretty penny for that now if you can find one or yeah. if you can sell one. So then we had Pragmata, which isn't even coming out till 2022, so I'm not even going to stop with that. It looked interesting. And then, of course, Sony has to end with what I would say their heavy hitter is the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, Horizon Forbidden West. As soon as I heard her voice. Oh, man. Aloy Aloy's just... voice. Yeah, I was in <laughs> it looks It looks great. It looks like a good continuation of the story. And then they showed the console. They sh briefly showed the controller. They show a charge station. You can buy a TV remote or a media, media remote. Media controller, yeah. <laughs> no price and no specs. But I guess the specs for both systems are readily available online if you want to compare them. I'd say that they're both close if we're talking PlayStation 5 and the new Xbox. We'll get to talk about the new Xbox after they have their press conference. And the ball's in your court, Microsoft. I honestly think what Microsoft is waiting for is Sony to announce a price. Because I think Microsoft is going to come in well enough under that to make a statement. Yeah, I think that's that would be one way to take this console generation, because after seeing this today and seeing the capabilities of the PS5 and these games, if they don't come out either, you know, having purchased another 30, you know, <laughs> uh, studios or if they don't come out, you know, <laughs> and tell us that they do something that Sony doesn't, then I don't. I don't know if they can come back, right? They have to do price or they have to come with a huge amount of exclusives or they have to be like all of a sudden half the games from every other console is on Game Pass or something. <laughs> That's the other thing that was not mentioned. Backwards compatibility. We One of Microsoft's of huge selling points. I agree with you. And I think Microsoft is going to do everything you mentioned. I think they're going to be lower on price. I think that these game studios we heard about two years ago have had two years to make games. And there's a lot of studios that Microsoft purchased that they showed on that screen. We have not heard a peep, a peep out of yeah. since that show. 
which means that they're doing something i would assume i i'm hoping for the best you know the thing that sucks is i'm gonna get them both why does that that doesn't suck maybe that's great (laughs) i think that's great (laughs) i'm always hoping for microsoft to make a comeback though i'm always hoping for the underdog to come back i think that game pass though is game changing i really do and we'll see. Sony didn't mention anything about that either. Something was mentioned. If Oh, Grand Theft Auto, if you have PlayStation Plus, you have to have PlayStation Plus to get it for free. We'll see what happens. I, Nintendo's obviously not going to do a new console this year or even next year. No, they had mentioned that they're doing like a Switch, like enhanced edition with a little more processing, better battery, like some enhancements to the screen, obviously Joy-Con enhancements, but I don't even know if we'll hear about, let alone see that this year. But I'm thinking the biggest thing that they're going to come out with is they're going to have a lot of information and they're going to release very soon the Breath of the Wild sequel. I thought it was coming this year. I I still wouldn't be surprised. I hope so. Yeah. Well, we're about at wrap here. In fact, we are at wrap. It was good talking to you, Tyler, right after the conference happened. This is the first E3 we haven't watched together in some form or fashion. I know. And I, I can't see, I can't even call it E3 because it's not anymore. Yeah. This is the first time we haven't watched the video game conferences. <laughs> it, since uh, I moved here. Yeah, totally. So it's kind of sad that we're talking on a screen right now, but it was really good talking to you about all these games. Let us know what you guys think about the PlayStation 5, even if it's in a couple days after you get caught up watching the videos. I'm really curious to what you guys think about that. Originally, we were going to do an episode tonight about video game pet peeves. We're still going to record that, but this will give you guys the chance if you've got any video game pet peeves, because I've got a bunch that you want mentioned on the show. Shout them out on the Facebook page or on Twitter, and I'll make sure to give you a mention, and we'll talk a little bit about it. From the Virtual Bit Cave. Tyler, run TRG Glaze. I am Eric G. Hollis. And we're confused.